Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 Both Israel and Hamas have officially declared an extension of the temporary ceasefire for another day, with ongoing negotiations for the release of additional hostages. This announcement was made just moments before the scheduled expiration of the truce, after Hamas released a list for Wednesday, November 29th, release of hostages that were unacceptable to Israel, claiming that it violated the main principles of the original agreement. Much deliberation took place in Israel, and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu threatened to resume their offensive in Gaza if Hamas did not produce an acceptable list by 7 a.m. Thursday, November 30th. But just moments before the 7 a.m. deadline, the Prime Minister's office confirmed that Hamas presented a new list of women and children hostages slated for release, and Israel has committed to prolonging the ceasefire for each day that Hamas releases 10 living hostages, as reiterated by a senior Israeli official on Thursday, November 30th. Mark Regev, a senior advisor to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, emphasized Israel's unequivocal stance on the extension of the humanitarian pause in hostilities. Rega stated that, quote, every day we agreed to an extension for the release of 10 hostages, 10 living hostages. If Hamas continues to release hostages, 10 a day, we will extend the hold. The pause. When questioned about the possibility of resuming hostilities within the next 24 hours, Regev clarified that if Hamas fails to meet the conditions of the extension, specifically the release of 10 Israelis daily, the fighting could indeed be resumed. The truce has facilitated the return of 70 Israelis and dual nationals so far, primarily women and children. A Thai foreign worker recently released from Hamas captivity revealed to Channel 12 News that Israeli hostages with whom he was being held were subjected to beatings by their captors, including the use of electrical cables. The hostages had limited food, often receiving only a pita a day, occasionally sharing a tin of tuna between four people and at times a piece of cheese. During their more than seven weeks in captivity, they were allowed to shower only once. Families of Israeli-American hostages still held by Hamas in Gaza criticized the Red Cross response during the conflict, citing the lack of visitation rights and medical attention for the hostages. They expressed their concerns during a meeting with Red Cross officials, emphasizing the need for international awareness of the hostages' status. The families await a response from the Red Cross, which has been contacted for comment. The Red, Cross called, the Red Cross, called the Red Crescent in Gaza, has vast influence in the Strip and is quite close and friendly with the Hamas leadership. It is for that reason that many believe that the Red Cross isn't living up to its founding charter or its claim of being the premier humanitarian organization in the world. Aside from neglecting their duties at ensuring the hostages' well-being within Gaza, they are also not adequately reporting the conditions of hostages being released from Hamas custody. In Gaza, IDF spokesperson Daniel Hagari announced that Israeli troops killed three Palestinian terrorists on Wednesday, November 29th in the Gaza Strip after terrorists violated the ceasefire and posed a threat to Israeli forces. But while this would appear to be a one-off event, the IDF has been reporting quite a few similar skirmishes in Gaza over the past week, as Hamas appears to try to draw Israel to resuming the war so they can claim that Israel is violating the ceasefire agreement. In other Jewish-related news, Henry Kissinger, the Jewish former United States Secretary of State under two U.S. Presidents, Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford, died at the age of 100 years old. 
Kissinger was a refugee who fled Nazi Germany with his family in 1938 to the United States where he excelled academically and graduated from Harvard College in 1950. Kissinger played a prominent role in United States foreign policy in the 60s and 70s, pioneering the policy of detente with the Soviet Union, orchestrating an opening of relations with China, engaging in what became known as shuttle diplomacy in the Middle East to broker an end to the Israeli 1967 Six-Day War and the 1973 Yom Kippur War. He also played a major role in the peace treaty between Israel and Egypt and negotiated the Paris Peace Accords, which ended American involvement in the Vietnam War. Kissinger served in various capacities in government, including Secretary of State and Special Advisor to almost every single U.S. President since Richard Nixon. Number 2 On Thursday morning, November 30th, a terrorist shooting attack at the entrance to Yerushalayim resulted in the tragic deaths of three individuals, Rahman al-Litzlan. Three victims were identified as Hadayin Revelimelech Wasserman, Hashem Domo, one of the most senior Dayanim at the Bezdin in Ashdod. Mrs. Chana Ifergen, Hashem Domo, the principal of the Benos Hadassah School, a Sephardi elementary school in Ramat Beit Shemesh. She was known as a talented educator and a balas chesed. And Mrs. Libby Dickman, a resident of Harnof and the wife of Mayor Dickman and Avrech and the Mir. She is the daughter of Yehuda of Rev Yehuda and Michal and Michal Steinhaus of Harnof, and she was expecting her first child. Six others were wounded with two in serious condition. At approximately 7.40 a.m., two Palestinian terrorists identified as members of Hamas from East Jerusalem's Sur Baher neighborhood opened fire at a bus stop on Weissman Street. The attackers were armed with an M16 assault rifle and a handgun and off-duty soldiers and an armed civilian in the area responded, neutralizing the terrorists. The Shin Bet security agency revealed that the terrorists were brothers and had previous convictions related to terrorist activities. Murad Amir was imprisoned from 2010 to 2020 for planning attacks under the guidance of Gaza-based terror elements, while Ibrahim M. Amir served jail time in 2014 for undisclosed terror activity. A subsequent police search for their of their vehicle uncovered a significant amount of ammunition. Another teacher who works in, Bechem, in a Bechemish school was injured in the attack, and the public is asked to daven for Rafu Shalema, for Shoshana Bracha Bas Rifka Yehudis, as well as for another Dayan who was injured in the attack, Ravidan Moshe Ben Mina Rifka, Sech Shara Chayli Yisrael. Additionally, one of the soldiers who shot the terrorists and neutralized them was shot and, is light, and was lightly injured and he expects to make a full recovery. Number 3 In a startling revelation by Channel 13 News, Almog Boker reported that one of the recent, recently liberated hostages had been detained for 50 days in the attic of a UNRWA, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestinian Refugees in the Near East, Teachers Home, providing more evidence that the UN was complicit in Hamas's terror operations. Quote, one of the abductees held for nearly 50 days in an attic reveals that he was held by a UNRWA teacher, a father of 10 children. This teacher locked the victim away, barely provided food, and neglected medical needs. This incident is part of a far broader and troubling pattern, as Boker further reported on another hostage situation involving a Gazan doctor. Quote, another abductee was held captive by a Gazan doctor who simultaneously cared for children, highlighting the dual lives led by many, quote, innocent civilians in the Gaza Strip. 
These are not isolated cases, but part of a larger picture where civilians are actively involved in the captivity of hundreds, including women and children. UNRWA, the United Nations agency dedicated to assisting the descendants of Arab refugees from Israel's War of Independence, has faced criticism over alleged links to Hamas and the reported extreme anti-Semitism among some of its employees. These reports, these latest reports of the UNRWA's teachers' involvement in a hostage situation lay bare the agency's willing, willingness to actively support terrorists. Adding to the grim picture, Devorah Cohn, the aunt of 12-year-old Eitan Yahalomi, who was also recently released from Gaza, disclosed that Eitan experienced physical abuse at the hands of Gazan civilians. She revealed that children, including Eitan, were threatened with rifles if they cried. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.